This music is only playing for one effing reason. My boy Royal Flush is in the house tonight. Bucks, 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 bucks. Swagger official. Get some of this, my Join me, bro. Join me, join me. My man, Royal Flush. Yo, let that play for a little bit. Let people know who's in the house tonight. Artist, producer, rapper. And when I did my research as a huge fan, you ghostwrite or just co-written so many. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. I mean, I've been in the game 25 years, right? You know? And that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to unpack those 25 years. Squirrel Rosenberg, Royal Flush, SQR Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, epic. Stay tuned. Yeah. and the aroma in the studio is bananas tonight. The guest in the peanut gallery, you know, and I got to big up the peanut gallery, and I big up everybody here because it's a collaborative effort why this show is moving the way it is. So as I get ready to crack into this, and before I even begin, the sponsor of this podcast, Heineken, would be so upset with me if you didn't grab a Heineken from that beautiful refrigerator that stays stocked behind you. And, and tell them this is my ninth one. <laughs> Although on this podcast, we drink responsibly, you know, yes. so let me crack that open for you yes. and get that going because we do stop the double zeros, which is the new Heinies, which right. are when alcoholic When I drink a Heine, I just vibe. I don't drive. You know, so, yeah. oh, what a jewel. Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, please. I like that jewel. This is the most Excellent. outside the format where we're cracking a show, but let me just reel everything back in. SQ a podcast called Rosenberg. Tonight I'm out of my skin right now because I, an artist and a producer and a writer that I've always looked up to and appreciated is sitting across from me. However, you know how the way I rock in this show. I always take a moment to big up the crew and everybody that's in the house tonight. So let me just do this. Senior director for the podcast, Charles. Thank you so much for being here. Go ahead. Boom, 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 boom. Making sure everything's flowing, moving close. Big shout out to the senior editor on the show. Editor, Manny, thank you so much, sir. Whatever you see on YouTube, on the way it's moving, that's my boy Manny right there. Also want to take a big shout out to big up, of course, my boy Dan on the sound. Holding us down, making us right. 
Yo, he's like the invisible, you know, contributor on the show right now, but he's in the scene making sure the audio is coming out crisp. As I go through the rest of the crew, I want to take this moment to big up. She is like the magic behind the scenes. My wife, Ellie, thank you so much for being here. Providing the food. Thank you for my ice. Thank you for my ice. Dude, uh, happiness for food on Instagram. Follow her. You know, change your life. You know, she's just out here making things happen. And, of course, the crew that's that's um, intimate and not even here right now, my boy Lou, A.T. Jones, everybody else, thank you so much for being a part of this. They make this whole thing moving. In the peanut gallery, there's a couple people that I take this moment to, to slice up because you guys being here create the right vibe for this. Which is dope. Energy over everything. Energy over everything. Yeah, when you say something perform, profound on a Girl podcast, we call it dropping a jewel. I don't even dig into your podcast yet, and you're already dropping jewels, my I mean, dude. I'm, I'm going to give you the truth. I'm, I'm a type of artist. I'm going to give you the good with the bad. I'm going to show you how to live life and show you the critique. You know, you can come away from me at any given moment. But um, I'm that type of nigga. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk Jewel about upon Jewel. I haven't even gotten to it yet. So in the peanut gallery, let me take this moment right now. I want to dig up a new addition to the SQR podcast team and the guy who's instrumental for you sitting across from me right now. My boy, Hector Soto. Thank you so much. He's bringing himself on the social media. He's going to be taking over SQR podcast social media, and he's aggressive. I mean, this guy came in the door, you know, waving the fo-fo, as Biggie would say. And the catalyst for you sitting here. So, Hector, salute, my dude. He, he He's such a genuine person. Like, his demeanor, his aura is so... So I get so fish. Yeah, You know, man. good dude, good dude. Don't uh, get him mad, but... but <laughs> I like that. Good dude, I like that. Dude. I'm taking my time to walk through this because, mm-hmm. you know, when we realize in life, it's the people that surround us that get us to where we are. And, of course, the entree that we have a chance to get into tonight my man royal flux yes you're here bro definitely salute my dude appreciate it man let's just live these beautiful hineys nice and chill toast to that i love when someone give me my flowers when i can smell them i appreciate you man but i'm no. sorry no no no, 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 no my dude yeah no the reason why you see listen i'm always told that i talk too much and it's so amazing because you're, I mean, we haven't even gotten to your story. You dropped some really tangible jewels. Say it again, bro. You want to have your rose? Well, I can smell them. <laughs> Don't bring them to my funeral. Give them to me while I'm home. Yeah. I appreciate that. Wow. But thank I mean, you, bro. And, 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 and anybody, it's, it's energy. Like, if, if I was around someone else, I don't know if my rebuttals would be that smooth and that, that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. So energy over everything. So you giving me that energy to make me come with that swagger. Bomb. Yo, yeah. that's what we do here at your Podcast. Appreciate that, my dude. Appreciate you. So as we dig through this, um, yeah. you know, you came through from Queens tonight. Absolutely. Hector, you know, picked you up, brought mm-hmm. you through. You got to the spot. You know, Hector's your man, so you trust him where he's going to take you. I mean, I, listen, I mean, I got, I, you know, I got a BM and a Mozzie, but he did come get me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got to the studio, you got to the studio, you pulled right. up outside, pulled up. What's your thoughts? Um, dope, 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 dope. I mean, my when I came in, I, don't know, I did a lot of podcasts before, but when I came in, like I said, the energy was dope, and, and just the whole ambiance and just the way it is, it, was, it felt different. It felt like I was on, like, a Jay Leno show or... 
something like that. I appreciate it, it, that, bro. It feel like I was in someone's basement. M- much appreciated. And what's so funny, that's why I slice to a crew and everybody else because it's a you know, collaborative group effort that makes this work. Royal. Flush. Yes, yes. Queen's yeah. governor. Yes, yes, yes. Flushing Queens. Definitely. Let's Definitely. dissect this. Talk about it. The family makeup when you were presented to the world, what was that like? I mean, it, me, me more or less, I, I started with Mike Geronimo. No, no, no. Don't go there yet. Okay. Don't go there okay. yet. I'm okay. going further back from that. When you were born, what did you born into? What was the family makeup like? Mom, dad, sister, brother. What was that moment like when you um, came in? Being a, uh, being that I am black and Cuban, so my family after Cuba they came to Miami, and then we went to St. Petersburg, Florida, and then you know my mother came to um, New York and met a guy from Queensbridge, and they had me. Slow up, I, slow I, up. Okay. Black and Cuban. Yes. Your mom's Cuban. All the way. Wow. Definitely. I mean, my Cuban connection. Black. Boom, boom. That's where the record came from. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, cool, cool, cool. So let's just go through this. So mom gets here. And has she, she, did she share her shared her journey from Cuba to coming here? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, um, you know, my grandparents, they really didn't speak much English. You know, so it, it was there. It was there. I mean, me coming, like, when I was in Florida, I came to New York maybe at 4. And then once you get in the hood in New York, it's English all day. <laughs> so when you left Florida, you were four years old. Yeah. So you were born in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mom can't settle it. Then she moved to Queens. Mm-hmm. Met that dude. You moved to Queens with her. Right. What was stepdad like? Oh, no, no. Real dad. Real dad. No. Okay. My apologies. Real dad. Real dad. Real, real dad. Um, shout out to my pops now. He's actually, uh, I just came back from visiting him. He's out. Uh, he, he was there, he was there, but he, he was a street dude, so he's doing life right now, locked up. So I What's his name? There. His name is Ali. Yeah, let's just live for box let's up. Do it, let's do it, let's do it. Box up. Respect. But, um, yeah, he, he's good, he's good, he's good. He's I'm good. trying to figure out the dynamics on, you know, where did mom meet dad and, you know, the whole dynamics. Did she ever share that with you or, you know? Um, yeah, I, I mean, they, they, they shared it. I mean, they, they was just... Like I said, once my moms came up to New York to see her her grandmother, and you know they met like that. You know he was one of them guys that was getting money, and she was a girl. You know, so okay. it happened like that. I mean, it was a good relationship. I, I got me and um, a brother that's maybe a year younger than me. So, so you're the oldest. Yeah, definitely. Two kids. That's it. No, no. I mean, with, with him, but then my mother has three more. Okay. Definitely. However, and, you're the. And they, they still in Florida, so. Once I um, came to New York and I found the way to get money, my, my first 100000 I went back to Florida and brought my family a house and moved them all back to Florida so I could stay here and focus on what I was doing. Wow. Why did you feel the need to be the, matri- I mean, the matriarch of that whole? Um, being a, I guess I guess me growing up, I grew up with... Um, my my mother went to Florida back, and my father well, he was locked up. So I kind of lived with my grandmother, and living with my grandmother I had another cousin that was with me, but he had both of his parents. So like so, on Christmas, my mother give me two hundred, give him two hundred, and then his father come through. He got a bicycle, he got a Tari, <laughs> and then his mother come through. He got sneakers. So just just always wanting to just have more for myself. I just want, I wanted to get it and just show my family. So to me, it's like more of a div- a, a, a 
better. Like, I'm trying to show off and tell my family I did it. Mm-hmm. He, he ain't do it. I yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more of a show off for me, but I appreciate it though. No, I respected that, and I and I appreciate you being as honest as you are with this whole little powwow. So check this out. Based on what you're telling me, so that was out of the picture very early. Back and forth, back and forth. Okay. Back and forth. I mean, Jill is his home when he comes see me. He's visiting. You know what? Back and forth, <laughs> back and forth, back and forth. But I mean, he's been there. I still speak to him. We still hold it down. He still, he still, he, he, you know, from not not visiting the person. A, a dad don't have to be in your life like physically. You know, if he could talk to me mentally and spiritually and just be on the phone with me, he could still raise me. You know what I mean? It's your podcast called Rosenberg. Phenomenal jewel, my dude. Thank you. Thank you. You know, phenomenal jewel. And I've told you before, you know, when you say something profound on this podcast, because there's a lot of people out there that are understanding that they're still human beings, although they're locked up. And they can still make a connection with that family member and still make that contribution. So thank you for sharing that. Definitely. I'm going to take a quick break. Come back. When we come back into this. Oh, we didn't even start yet. That yeah, I know. And, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But when I come back and I was like, four. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, because, no, because here's the deal. The reason why I took that slow walk through that journey, because, you know, when you look back at some, some of these things, you don't realize how it influenced you to make you who you are. And right off the bat, I've heard that you've really been, had an, you had this independent perspective right off the bat. Uh, definitely. Whether because it was mom had to move around and, definitely. you know, dad wasn't around. And, but what I'm picking up by, based on your energy is like, yo, you have to hold shit down. That's it. And I, and I wasn't, I didn't hold it to harbor me. Uh, I just made it motivated me. Like, nigga, do it. Nigga. Yes. There ain't no eggs in the refrigerator. Go get some eggs, nigga, and, tell, <laughs> and put your name on it and tell them you brought the motherfucker. It's your uh, podcast. Go Rosenborg. Royal Flush. Thank you so much. Stay yes, tuned. Yes, yes. Second te- segment coming up. One. <laughs> Estaré con usted en un minuto. Motion picture, analyze the world, flush and hit ya. Dominate the scripture, wild black emperor, the best in your perimeter. Rock a jewel, I pray Lord the minister. Sober while I'm sticking ya. Enroll a Dutch over intercut. Shorty, I've been ripping up for years now. Motif smile on the prowl. My lifestyle, a better yet. My position now to blow you cast like trout. Smooth criminal from New York to Quebec. Unbelievable respect, Plan X. 22 ways about the projects, but keep focus direct. Wastelands on the quest, getting deeper than chess. We all die, but who's next? And we go against my enemies, I keep friends. Cause when I want them, I got them and take them rock bottom and rapid fire. This record, my dude, I want to take you to take you back when we get up to that stage in this, in this powwow. Cause really, this is what all it is. We're just building right now. Yeah, when, when I take you back, I want to find out how you developed and came up with the concept for this record. Escura Podcast, Core Rosenberg, Royal Flush. Yes. And I'm taking you through a more interesting walk. You know, because Which I appreciate. Yeah, you know, thank you. Because what I realized that those small ingredients from back in the day, those innuendos that we either picked up subconsciously or consciously, kind of made us who we are. And as we recapped your entry into the world and growing up and your experiences, you know, I, I realized that maybe dad wasn't around as consistently as you would have you liked. Looking back retrospectively, before we move on, back on that time, is there anything or quality or anything that someone said to you that you picked up on that made you become who you are right now? Um, if you could think back retrospectively. 
mean, nah, I really can't say because even if if I got some jewels, it was probably my. You no, know, in, in my time and era, every, every household had a, a, a crackhead or. A <laughs> I don't give a fuck if it was your aunt, your uncle. So my my aunt was it. So she was the one that just made me get to the bag and, and just appreciate life and just never be sad about shit. Or she was the one that you know, if my father was there, she'd punch me in my chest and say, We don't cry. Like men don't cry. She say men don't cry. But auntie, you're a woman, she, I'm a man too. You know what I'm saying? So I just grew up with tough love though. So it made me a better person. I love life now, I appreciate it. Yo, thank you for being so vulnerable with that answer. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think a lot, a lot of people, they do interviews and they just expose the life that they think people want to hear instead of telling them what they're supposed to hear. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you what you're supposed to hear, not what you want to hear. Boom. And that's what we do here on this podcast, straight up. So as we're navigating this whole movement, mm-hmm. I, I want to get, and I'm taking it kind of slow because the way you moved in on the industry, and I know some of the history, and I don't want to preempt that part of the podcast right now, but... You came in with so much swagger. And considering, you know, your childhood and growing up, I'm trying to figure out how did this guy walk in the door kicking, you know, because when you came up with Mike Geronimo and did the performances, that was amazing for you to just come in with that much confidence. So let's just go back a little bit before that. What was high school like? Um, oh, I was in jail. I didn't make it that far. <laughs> Junior high was good. <laughs> Junior high was, was dope. I mean... I just, I just always wanted I, I always liked the attention I always just wanted to be involved so you know my dude I gotta stick yeah. a pin right there in Jamaica they say that you know stick a pin willow right high school you didn't make it that far I went up there every day I was with the girls I mean I, I, did, I played my part <laughs> I was in the lunchroom <laughs> but I mean at that point coming from my era it, it, all you knew was the streets and, and to be somebody, it wasn't like I had the internet and I can get likes. If you liked me, you had to meet me. I had to actually be in the streets. I had to actually be out there. So it was a little tougher for us because we, did, we didn't swipe cards and we didn't do scams. If I was a hustler, I was on the corner every day. Your mother went to work. I helped in the building. You know what I mean? So okay. it was more face-to-face. So we got in trouble a lot more in, in that time. But that's what it is. All right, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you remember the first time you're running with the law or the cops? Shit, probably four. Like, I mean, growing up in that era, it was uh, uh, it was like, a constant uh, thing. Because, uh, like in my era, you knew all the cops by their name. You know what I'm saying? You knew who they was. You knew their name. This officer, this one officer. So we we was more intertwined from the if the older generation dealt with them we already knew who they was okay so it was just more of a cycle i respect you know what's so funny i wanted you to finish that thought because my next question was did you ever now looking back during that time did you ever think yeah let me not let me do something different or you were just like yo screw it i'm just gonna go all in and i mean and it was more proven a point at that time so it was like okay if i wanted the attention the attention wasn't doing something positive it was the most negative person was that person. So I, I made a lot of bad choices, but it got me the attention I wanted. So being that I went through that 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 time, I can express it and I can show people how to do different at this time. Another jewel 
being shot across the bow. You see, one thing I do, bro, you know, you can't sneak jewels by me. You gotta stop making me blush over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, straight up, bro, because you know, there, there's, there's somebody watching this podcast right now, and when they know you're swaggering how you move, and and they're realizing that, wow, you are still so profound to know, be able to say, hey, guys, this is how it's supposed to happen. Thank you for being so honest. You know I what mean, I mean? A, a lot of people would talk to me. A lot of people would get mad because they'll say they'll meet someone new and they'll give them 100%. And me, if I meet a person and I only give you 40%, if you give me 50, you did better than I expected. People always want people to be the same way you are. I'm a 100% nigga. But if I meet someone and you're only 60%, then I'm going to give you that. If you give me 70, then I appreciate it. Thank so, you for giving me 100% because I'm giving you 100%. Well, that's good. Yeah, nah, definitely. Definitely. Bon, definitely. Bon. It's a stosis. Wow. A lot of people deal with life a lot better if you, if you judge people on their own limit to life instead of your limit. Because if you're a good person, maybe that motherfucker ain't. Period. And don't be mad at him. Yeah, he just ain't. He wasn't born like you. Definitely. So now you're... I, I wanted to, to, to get to where Royal Flush, the name, is, is, is coined. Where did you get that from? Um, being, being from Flushing, I used to go out to Queensbridge a lot because we have family members that were still out there. And my real name was Ramel. And there was another, was like maybe four Ramels out there. <laughs> So to make me different, I was from Flushing. One of the guys out there called me Flush, and, and it stuck with me. Royal came maybe like a year later. Well, I think it was hocking up and down with a bunch of girls and Royal. I don't. Something, something happened with that, but it worked though. And I used to gamble a lot, so it worked. Oh yeah, because it does. Go, you know, you know, it's so funny when you Google Royal Flush. Oh, so many card games. So many card games comes you up, and put then, the artists. Yeah, and then you're right there. Yeah, yeah, you gotta put artists, and then, and then you're right there. Definitely. So amazing. So um, you spoke about not finishing high school. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I, I want to move through that process is what happened? Well, I mean, and, and, and if we don't have no guidance, there, there was no curfew. Like I said, I, I, these little kids now, like if you have a two-year-old, he stay on his phone all day. He don't even know what outside look like. A lot of these kids never fought for the swing. A lot of kids, they never played basketball, and the guy that owned the ball said he's going home and nobody can play no more. <laughs> and we got to beat him up. <laughs> these kids, they never been through that shit. You know? Yo, that is so official. They, they life is so much easier. So, so easy. Wow. <laughs> no, no, you brought me back. You brought me back with that statement right there. Because you're right. We go through it. We, we was hands-on. You know what I mean? And anything we did, I had to know you, no matter what. I didn't I didn't hear about you. I didn't see you on Instagram. I didn't see you on Facebook. I had to know you. Like, if you was tough, nigga, I seen you punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I was at Willie Burgers. I seen him do it. It was, it was that type of shit. So um, what happened to get you not to get into high school? Um, Jail, 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 definitely jail. It was... um. Uh, like I said, I always wanted to be a show off, and I, and I had a little cousin, and he got robbed like six in the morning, and I went and grabbed my guns, and it was like maybe seven in the morning. I'm Main Street. How old are you at this age, my dude? Probably like fourteen, fifteen. Man. So it was like, and I just, I didn't care, I didn't care, I didn't care. Uh, but I mean, to go through that is, I can tell these other people, I didn't have nobody tell me that. Like, at my age, the drug dealers, like, shoot. 
<laughs> now I'm trying to tell kids it ain't worth it, man. It ain't worth it. There's so much more out here. But they didn't have all the opportunity. And my age, all you had was the YMCA or the boys club. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, there's so many ways to make money. You got YouTube. You got internet. You got you, you really you, yeah. you can make money. Clothing line. You can sell whatever, man. So the streets was really your your avenue to get through this. So you get locked up for trying to hold on to your cousin. I, I I I got locked up. So when I got locked up, I was like one of the biggest drug dealers. So at fourteen? Yes, yes, fourteen going on fifteen. So. What happened was I left. I went out of town, and they raided my house. So now the only person who I was home was my grandmother. But whoever snitched on me, they went to my room. They found everything. But my grandma was there, and she called me on my phone, and she was like, the cops is here. So the cop grabbed the phone. He was like, we're taking your grandmother, and if you don't get here, I said, I'll be there in 45 minutes. I went home to arrest me and let her go. Mm. She was on every visit too, so I love her. Uh, she was there. She was everywhere. Wow, dope, dope. You know what's so funny is you know you hear the typical story and you know people hustling on the street or whatever, but you you seem to have kind of elevated yourself than the typical dude on the corner. Definitely, definitely. And if you look at your 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 entry into the rap industry and the movement through hip hop and your contribution is somewhat similar because you came in. A little bit different or similar, but then you just dominated. And that's why I wanted to dissect this little walk, because it's so synonymous with everything you're telling me right now. Definitely. I mean, I, I came out to, to be a hustler, and I felt like maybe before my generation, maybe Coogee Rap was the most thing you really got to, like, a person talking about bricks and shooting people in the mafia. So uh, in, in the 90s, you had the Mob Deeps, the CNN, so... I wanted to be different, and I just gave that error in me. Like, I'm going to give you the street version and still be underground. Like, people thought when you thought underground, you thought a book bag or person that like graffiti and right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Underground just means the radio ain't playing my music. But I still like to be fly, you know what I mean? And and, and I gave a lot of people that, that gesture to love, to love hip-hop for that reason. There was a lane for us. What I'm understanding by taking this scenic route through your life is... Considering your music that I've heard so far, everything is authentic. And that's why your shit is moving the way it is. Because you drop any of those records, you know, you're, 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 the, the violins on the records are stupid. The producers, L.E.S., I mean, but the way you came in on the, both of those records, it's like, yo, here's the authentic story to, you know, the Ice Down Medallions, to, to, to being worldwide. And we're going to dissect all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a quick break. This is going to be yeah. so quick. Quick shake, come back. I want to dig into your first performance. I want to dig into your connection with Mike Geronimo. I want to hear, because I found an ODB record you did. I want to find out a story with ODB and you. All right? I got a couple. Boom. Escure <laughs> Podcast, Go Rosenberg, Royal Flush. We're yes. going to dissect this. Back for this next segment. Stay, stay tuned. One. <laughs> Wasteland, Pominock, Lattimore, 35th, Sanford, the Regency, the Bland, this is doing it. This is my hood. Parsons, Main Street, Ash, Northern Roosevelt, Union, Jewel, Casino, this is doing it. This is my hood. This is my hood. This is 
first before I hit you with because I'm going to hit you with like five names of artists and I want you to tell me like the most important thing about those five artists that I know you've worked with right. but how did you get in the game of doing because you grew up in the streets moving in the streets everything is good rap's a hobby when was that turning point um I guess well, while, while I was hustling we, we hustled in my building and in my building, it was like two glass walls. So at night, we'd be in there, we'd drink in St. Eyes, and somebody would... Shout out to St. Eyes. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> somebody would do a beatbox, you know, they, they hit the wall and all that. So I didn't think I could rap, but what I would do is tell you everything that happened for the last four hours. So I'd be like, the crackhead came through, she only had 13, but we ain't serving these things. So I would just talk about current event that was happening. So and and then from that point, it just I just knew it was there. People would just after a while, people would come to the lobby at night just to see what I'm gonna talk about. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if they don't know what happened last night, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna sum it up. Okay. Or, However, you know, um, that that little example you gave, right? You were rhyming. You had delivery, so that had to come from somewhere. Just, just. Just, just doing that. It was, it was, it was more like an art. It was an art for me. It was just. I respect that. Yeah, it was. It was. I wanted to tell people what happened. You know what I'm saying? So when people came downstairs two hours later, I didn't know how to just say, "Yo, listen, what happened?" So I went through the beat, <laughs> and then I would tell a whole story like that, and people would just love that shit. All right. So here's the five artists I wanna uh, I wanna run through with you real quick. Mm-hmm. Mike Geronimo. What role did he play in the in, in the movement that is now Royal Flush? Um, what, what people don't realize, what, what Mike Geronimo, when I came out with Mike Geronimo, Mike Geronimo was bigger than Nas. At that point, Nas... Coming out of Queens, he was. Big, like, Straight up out of... I mean, yeah. he had Hype Williams. He was, he was the sex symbol. He was so dope, and he it was just me and him. So being with him was, like, the best, the best of my life. Like, 
I really understood it. I really wanted to be in hip hop, wanted to be a legend, and he was dope. He was dope. He 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 helped me. Irv Gotti. Irv Gotti was from Jamaica. He he um he he was looking for artists at the time. Mike Geronimo was from Flushing, so they they linked on that. I was like my own man from uh, Flushing Queens, and one time Mike Geronimo had a show, and I just happened to show up. And Irv Gotti and them couldn't be there. We might show up as just being in an just audience. Just, yeah. yeah. So, you know, Mike Geronimo was com- just coming out with Shit's Real. I had met him, like, maybe two days before that. We from the same neighborhood, but I was always in the street. He was doing other things, like playing baseball shit. Okay, like okay. So we seen each other at the store. He said he had a show. So I went to go see him at a show, and they didn't show up. But his A&R was there. His label was there. And he would just called me on stage with him. And my chemistry alone, I, do. I just controlled, I, I controlled the crowd. So, so his label seen it, and then the next day they called him. I was like, who's the kid on stage with you? He was like, oh, that's Flush. So he's like, do you want to take him with you on a promo tour? So I went on a promo tour with him. That was it. That was the start. So are you telling me you was his hype man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Still his hype man. I still play that part. I respect that. I respect that. And you think what's so funny is, you know, here's a, I'm squirrel dropping a jewel on Squirrel Rosenberg. He said we all play a part in each other's lives. You know, sometimes our ego get in the way and stops us from mastering it. And man, listen, if you got a house and I got a condo, if you got a Ferrari and I got a Benz, we in the same boat. <laughs> we in the same boat. Jewel, SQR podcast. Oh, mm, definitely. So profound, my dude. Absolutely. French Montana. Um, love them, love them. Uh, when they when they first took Worldwide, you know, because they sampled that whole. They, not, they took the whole. I mean, Harry Ford did it. Harry Floyd. He takes Harry Ford. He takes a lot of people beats and redo them. But when I first heard it, at that point they was popping. So you know, my team's like, yo, yo, get it done, tell Puff. But then you know, I went through it and realized that it was on um, Chinks Drugs and it was a mixtape. Okay. And as I'm going through it, like maybe the next morning, like maybe like twelve one o'clock, I get a phone call. So it is said Chinks. I said Chinks who? He said Chinks. Far Rock. I said what up? He said you know it wouldn't be no Coke Boys if it wasn't for your song. So once he said that to me, it was just like yeah, that was like go ahead. So I told Lloyd we ain't doing nothing, man. That's he's dope. And then he put on his Instagram too. So if you look at his Instagram before he died, that post is up there. However, if you listen to that record, my dude, they took everything. Oh, no, everything, everything, everything. So what about the financial compensation on that angle? Um, if, 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 if It was a couple times he called me, and he would bring me on stage if, if it was a show. But him, him just even showing. And then, like, okay, so now when I, when I go to strip clubs and I go out, before they play that record and they see me, they play worldwide. So, uh, so it, it kind of playing kinda, homage to okay. Right, so it kind of brought me back to life. So people, because uh, DJ, but well, before we get this ready, I need to know they took this from a legend. So it, it, it helped me at the same time. It brought me back up. Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna pause right here at these DJs. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to dissect a little bit from there. I want to ask you from performing in the hallways, right, to your first show which was, you were the hype man for Mike Geronimo. Mm-hmm. You went on the road with Mike after mm-hmm. that. Your first record deal. Mm-hmm. Which now brings me back 
to the next character in your lineage of movement. Steve Gottlieb, TVT Records. Um, the most richest white boy piece of shit <laughs> I've ever met in my life. When I signed my contract with him, like, so after you go through your contract, now you got to go in the room and meet him. He had no sneakers off, socks on, feet on the desk, feet looking out. He was the most disrespectful motherfucker in the world. Uh, I, but he considering he that him. you didn't, considering that you were <clears throat> eating high on the hog before even getting the record deal, you were you weren't, you weren't strapped for money. No, so it wasn't that. And then even like me, I, I I was always smart. I was always a hustler. So half of the producers I worked with, if I gave them twenty thousand, five came back to me somehow. <laughs> so I, I always finagled it to make sure I ate. But TBT was the platform that really. I can't say that because when, when I went on tour with Mike Geronimo, I didn't realize that I was just throwing a song out called Moving On Your Week Production. So Classic when, record. So when I do that out, I, I was on tour, so I didn't know the buzz that was going on in New York. I didn't realize Def Jam was looking for me. Penalty was looking for me. Interscope was looking for me. I didn't know that. So in the middle of the tour, we just got back to Virginia. And when we were in Virginia, it was a, a lady that ran TBT. So she came all the way down there with a check for like $30,000. Trying to lock it in ASAP. I just signed it, but she locked it in. So now when I got back to New York two weeks later, I didn't realize I had all these offers on the table, but I already signed. It was cool. Ask your podcast, Corey Rosenberg. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Take, taking this walk, you know, this journey through this, this, this hip-hop connection, you know, to where you are right now. However... Mm-hmm. Um, as we're, you know, dissecting this 90s connection and how you're moving through this, there's one other artist that I want to bring up that is when we found out that you, because I didn't know that off the bat. I'll be straight up with you. I know I know a lot of your joints. I mean, I know you work with Premiere. I know all that. However, ODB, R.I.P., although the bastard, this is oh. close to that. Yes. My heart, my heart. That's my boy. Um, I met ODB through my, they had a manager, they was called uh, Bo and Lee, it was two brothers, they was from um, East New York, Brooklyn, and they managed ODB, so we met a couple times, because I knew them, they was getting money in the street, and then ODB got locked up, and when he came home, they were still managing him, and then I let them manage me, and when ODB came home, it was just like me and him, just like best of friends, uh, one time he had to hang out with Mariah Carey. He's like, bring it flush. So, but so me, we was best of friends, and then he had just. Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down, slow down, slow mm-hmm. down. You're not gonna skip this by me. Hanging out with Mariah Carey. Was this the time when that record was written, where he, where he was on that Mariah um, Carey, where he did that piece on Mariah? Um, hey, Mariah. She can't. No, no. He, he already. He, he, had, he had did that before he went in. Okay, okay. He did that. that was his album. He did that for When he had first came home, he had just signed to um, Rockefeller. Then Gash had signed him. And um, Swiss Beats and everybody was doing it. And I was with him. I, I, you could say it goes right in because I, I wrote a lot of it, but it was also an energy. It wasn't like I wrote the song and gave it to him and he had to rehearse it. It was like we both sat there together. And I came up with Jody, he was feeling it, and I just gave him a new world. You just stick up in right there. You're not going to let that guy buy me. SQ a podcast, Squirrel Rosenberg. We're talking about you writing the ODB verse. 
Right. On the Mariah record. Right. You know what? My no, he, he, uh, it was um. Don't, don't say anymore. Don't not say anything more. My boy gave me the signal. I gotta haul and pull this as I say in Jamaica. Right. Pull up, pull up, pull up. I'm gonna take a quick break. Come back. Rock into this. I'm gonna start that next section with that story. Bomb. One, it's your podcast, Royal Flush. The ODB segment of this podcast coming up. One. interesting story and the Mariah connection um when, when he had came home remember when, when ODB came home Mariah went to pick him up from jail oh I do remember that yeah, yeah, yeah. so so they, they had a, a tight relationship she actually went to go visit him a couple of times but when he came home they had him on a lot of medicine and not to say I, I, I really like I wrote a lot of it with him energy wise but they had him on a lot of medicine that was you know fucking him up at the time so, and he really wanted to do music. So, it was more like he didn't call me to be around to write for him. He called me because the energy and the vibe was dope. And he knew we could just work together. Mm. This is pre-Wu-Tang. No, after Wu-Tang. It's after Wu-Tang. Sorry. Thank you for that correction. So, no, you guys are hanging out. You're just building an energy, right? Everybody's kind of written him off a little bit because he's just really eccentric. Could you share one of your most interesting stories with ODB? Well, I mean, I, I, I have so many. I, I have so many. Um, and this isn't with all due respect because his intricity, you know, just really add to his, his whole value. So I'm not, wait a minute, I'm just share something he, interesting. He, he was, um, he just didn't give a fuck. But, uh, I mean, a couple of times I'd be in a car and, um, he would talk about my video, and I had the sunroof open. And he would stand up outside the sunroof while we just drive forever, and he would scream at everybody. So when you talking to a girl, he'd be like, come here, little shitty. Everybody <laughs> named <is> little shitty. <laughs> like, what's her name? Little shitty. Everybody. But, I mean, being, being with him being with him was dope. Like, like, rest in peace, even, like, big pun. Being with, like, being with all of them was, was, was so different energy. Like, I got different spirits with all, all of them. Yeah, let's just toast to those rappers that you've worked with who've passed on. You know what I mean? Well, yes. I go Big Al, Old Dirty yeah. Bastard, mm -hmm. 
That big pun. No, for real. Oh, Prodigy. Oh, oh Sean Price. Uh, yeah, you know what's funny with Prodigy? You know, um, I connected with Prodigy on a different level. Not only as a huge, huge fan, but the fact that he had sickle cell. Because my twin sister, which nobody uh, really knows, she had sickle cell. And she passed away from complications of sickle cell. And it was so sad, and I put, probably people don't even really realize this, but Prodigy didn't die from a sickle cell complication. That's a choking issue. I mean, they, they, they say choking issue. Um, he had just did the show the day before. It was like 120 degrees outside. He was in the sun. So his body was just, it, his body went into a shock where he just couldn't do nothing. So if he ate an hour later, his body wasn't going to let him chew it. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So if he was eating eggs at the time, it wasn't going to work. It wasn't going to work. R.I.P. Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. The Prodigy. Bomb. As we um, go through this, this segment of the podcast, we've talked about, you know, your journey right up to now. Mm-hmm. Before I move on, could you share with our guests where they could find you on Instagram, Facebook, your Twitter handle? Let them know where they can reach um, out to Royal Flush. Instagram is, is Royal Flush. Twitter is real Royal Flush. You know, I mean, Facebook's a real Royal Flush. I mean, I'm, I'm just now getting on to the social media shit. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Old school, bro. I still don't know how to work Twitter, but I got Instagram. <laughs> Me too. But um, I, I, I use them outlets to do it. But I'm also the type of artist that I'll be in front of your building when you're going and coming outside. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not scared to go nowhere. Nothing scares me. Still old school. Just reaching out. Nothing bothers me. And, and I think that's one thing about me. I was always the type to go to any hood. And I'm the type of artist, if I'm from Queens, I don't just pick my cousin. I go to Harlem and see if there's new talent. I go to Brooklyn. I just want to hear everything. You know what I mean? And that's one of the things I was going to, um, you know, try not... That's one of the things I wanted to bring up with you is where hip-hop is right now, especially with New York, where I think New York kind of lost the control. Where's, I mean, it's okay for hip-hop to be, you know, my boy Common said it best. I used to love her, you know, in that record. Because you know, hip-hop, I mean, there's a point when New York, when, we, when New York had new hip-hop on lock, it was, it was, there was a certain swagger with it. I can't deny that, you know what I mean? And you're a whole, the Queensbridge movement was moving. Oh, Queens was popping. Yeah, Queens was, you know, Queens was unbelievable. You know, you know, by the way, one of my favorite rappers out of Queens, Ali Vegas. Dope. I got a song with, actually, me and him right now um, on Eric Sherman's new album. We have a song together. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yo, still around. yo, big shout out to Ali Vegas, yo. Big. He still look like he's 12, too. <laughs> he he looks like still, yeah, he still look like he's 12. Yo. Classic artist there. Yes. However, Royal Flush, as we get ready to, you know, get to the, the meat of the matter with your podcast, mm-hmm. um, there's a couple artists that you're working with now. New artists. Fresher. To, to Fresher. Fresher's dope. Um, so, for those who don't really know who Fresher is, wait, wait, wait. You know, he's killing it. Hot 97 spin this record back dope, to back to dope. back to back to back right now. Nah, he, he's dope. I, I met him through a uh, couple of my peoples, and he was a new artist coming from Brooklyn. I was dope. At the time, um, the other kid was there. What's his name, the loud dude? From? They say he sound like Future. 
Okay, okay. His name is slipping my head, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like Future. Yeah, Same yeah. deep voice. So there was like a crew, and they, you know, I heard how they separated and what they went through. And when I met them, I said, yeah, I'm going to do a drink champs. And I said, come with me. And no, I called Nori, and Nori was like, I don't do new artists. And yeah, we were doing new artists on drink champs. I only do like legends. So I said, not, not this time. He's going to bring my boy up. And he held me down. Wow. Your influence on in new artists is amazing. I mean, you oh. really put, you know, Coke Boys on the map with that sample they took. Yeah. The influence you're having on Fresher, who's moving through Brooklyn right now, one of the biggest representatives put New York back on the map, is amazing right now. Your swagger, the way you're moving, your transition from the streets, the way you held your family down, you know, all of that is just thing that my dude, through everything, you've been a stand-up man. Even yes. to your dad. Yes, yes. Shit, I'm also the president of PTA. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's make that up, brother. Let's make that up. Exactly. I mean, exactly. we're sitting here with a, with a hip-hop legend where we're able to dissect your connections. You know, big pun, you know. We didn't even bring this one up, Mr. Cheeks. I mean, I, I did songs with um, Big L, Big Pun, Mr. Cheeks, Prodigy, um, uh, BG. Um, Little Wayne, Turk, uh, Juvie, um, Mac 10, I mean, shit, my list going forever, P-Rock, I mean, I can go forever. That's why when we say Royal Flutch, the adjective legend is synonymous, you know what I mean? But, and then it, it just lets you know, like, a lot of these artists that came and called me to, it was, when they was doing the album, it was elements they was missing. And when it came to, like, the hood, street shit, they called on Flush. That was Even so without a big record, they still was like, I'm going to call on Flush. That was so true. That is so true. Because, you know, we were listening to some music back uh, a couple of weeks ago. and I, I mean, this before I knew you were going to come on the mm -hmm. show. And we were just playing around. And when I went to Queens and I started dropping, like, your Nas and your Nature and your Mob Deep and, you know, the Royal F You know, there's a, there's, there's cert there's a certain smell and vibe and feel that you get with those records. Definitely. Queen, Queen, we had it. We had it. I mean, hip-hop was dope at that point. It was so genuine. You had to have lyrics. Like, when I did my first album, I had to listen to fucking Nas, Raekwon, Biggie. Now, who I'm listening to Lil Zane, Lil <laughs> the New Baby, The Baby Coming Tomorrow, The Baby That Ain't Here Yet, The Baby That's On The Way, The Baby that, That's The Other Baby's Cousin, like... It's still podcast. When you say something profound on this show, we call it dropping a jewel. All that shit right here is all jewels, bro. Straight up, my dude. But it's, it's just crazy out here right now. It's lyrics, and I, I'm not mad that hip hop changed because I'm quite sure Melly Mel and Kumo D. When I came out with Army Suits, they was like I dressed different. So I'm not mad at how the kids are nowadays. I just feel like we don't control nothing. I even think with trap music, why I like the South was because they're giving that, I, was, I live with Roach's pain. Mm -hmm. New York is hearing the trap, and we trying to, Versace, Moschino, instead of, trap music is like made for pain, you want to trap, you want to get out. And, and, and that, that's what's messing us up. Because even when we do the trap songs, we want to be too pretty on it. Nah, talk about your struggles. That's what trap is about. Keep it authentic. Coming out the trap, man. That's not, that's not happy music. It's trap. Talk that trap. Nigga, we had on to those crackheads. We done, We know what crack vibes look like. We know what dope bags Talk that shit. I don't want to hear about you in the strip club. Give me that painful shit. Right and you know, so, you know, so real. 
flush is, you know, as I'm talking to you right now, that's what came through in your music, authenticity. You, know, you were real right from the get-go. The minute you got up on stage and w- represented Mike Geronimo or held Mike Geronimo down, that's what they picked up. Right. I mean, e- everything in life should be, like, premeditated. You, you should know what you're Slow up, slow up. Ask your podcast. Go Rosenberg. Another jewel being dropped. Say that again, my dude. Everything you do should be premeditated. When you wake up tomorrow, you should already have an itinerary. You should already know what your day is consisted of. You should already know how many bags you're chasing. Before you go to sleep, you're supposed to have a whole plan for tomorrow. If you wake up blind, you know, what are you doing? You don't even know what you're doing. You don't know if you're going to the studio. You don't know if you're looking for a job. But if you wake up and you have a whole itinerary, you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing at 8 and 8 at night. How did you, retrospectively, let me ask you this. How old are you right now? 44. Looking back, we get ready to rap before you perform something classic for us. How do you develop that work ethic, that dedication, that drive, that perspective to correct? Where did you get, looking back, where do you think you got that from? Was it grandma? No, I I think it was me. I think when when I wanted to do it, I think I didn't want to be a boss. I, I wanted to be, I wanted to start at the bottom. Then I wanted to be a, be a liaison, the best middleman ever. And then I wanted to be on top. So I was willing to crawl before I walk instead of just trying to walk. <laughs> Stop, you got me blushing over here. No, 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 but dude, no, no, so what's the deal? What's the deal? Slow up. Drew <laughs> been dropped on SQL Podcast. This is what's so funny about this flush. Mm-hmm. There's a young man, your complexion, my complexion, who's watching this podcast and saying, what? So I mean, he's a fortune air roll right now in his apartment with guns. Seriously, like, yo, I'm going to hold this down. And he's like, yo, flush changes life up. Maybe I can make that change right now. Oh, and yeah. what you just said right now is so profound, my dude. Thank you. I appreciate it. I mean, I'm here to talk it. I'm, like, I'm here to talk it. And I said, from before we start the interview, I said, I'm going to give you a different side. I'm going to give you the good and the bad. Well, that's so funny. It's just took no chance because you're sitting at the table. It's called SQL Podcast, and my boys told me, I'm the Barbara Walters of the streets. <laughs> so I, I pulled this out of you, bro. This is how it goes. I can agree with Pause. you. Pause. SQL Podcast. Let's get ready to close on this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a question I ask all my guests. Mm-hmm. Quite, we close with this before you perform. I give you the magic wand. You got two wishes. Your first wish. Um, first wish. Let's bring good music back. Close to that. Close to that. Just makes sense. Like I, I say to people, like I understand what, what the new generation is like. I I didn't watch like a lot of these old time basketball players like Elijah one every day, but. Do history and whatever you do, like learn about it. I don't care if I like kung fu. I want to know who the best was in the '60s before I get to the '90s or the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think this new generation just don't go through history. They don't. I don't even know if they read a book. No, they don't. They, they, no, no, they don't. No, they don't. They ain't got a and you can see that the comments being made. I don't even know what library card looks like. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had to pull a paper out and bring a parent. Like they don't even know what that is. <laughs> so they, they don't know history. They just mm-hmm. move on what's popping now. Like, that's the only thing from me being in the game 25 years. I still tour. I still be out there. Now these new artists, they got five minutes of fame. You hear about them in December, by April, 
shot down a man. even know him. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, that's, that was, that was a classic Sinatra move. You know what I mean? Your second wish. Second wish is, um, let me bring, let me bring, um, let me bring Biggie, Tupac, Big L, and Pun back. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I could do that, I don't want a third. Yeah, I'll take that, bro. If I could do that, I don't want a third. Let's get a podcast. Rosenberg, my boy. Yeah. Royal Flush. Classic closeout. Wow. Biggie, Tupac, and Big Bang Bang. That's it. Yo, wow. Wow. We can find you. Say it again, my dude. Um, everywhere. Probably in Aunt's house, local pub, <laughs> Walmart, like. I'm there. I, I, I love nobody, God. I'm just always there, man. And um, I support everything. Even though I, I still go to, like, you know, um, being that I'm part of a PTA for my daughter's school, like, once a month I talk to the kids in the auditorium and all that. So I, I do it, man. I do it. I mean, I bust in the gas, though, but I'm, I'm positive, too, though. I'm positive. It's your podcast, for Rosenberg. <laughs> we are honored and blessed to have one of the 90s icon legends sitting yes. across from me right now. My crew has been honored to have your energy in the space. Thank you, thank you. The jewels you've dropped, there's the street connection, and, and, and the ability to translate all that struggle and ups and downs, being arrested, all that is now elevating you to be the man you are. Thank Definitely. you, sir. Definitely. Thank you. That's your podcast for Rosenberg. Thank My man, Royal Flush. Stay tuned. <laughs> Yo, it go one for the money, two for the show, three for my niggas that be getting that dope motion picture. Analyze the world, watch it hit ya, dominate scripture, wild black emperor, the best in your perimeter. Rockin' you out, feel on the minister. Silver while I'm sticky up, and rollin' touch over intica. Shorty, I've been rippin' up for years now. Go team smile, on the prowl, my lifestyle, a better yet, my position out of booty cast like trout. Criminal from New York to Quebec, unbelievable respect. Plan X, 22 ways about the project. With deep focus, I wreck with hands on the quest. Getting deep in the chest, we all die for who's next, and we go against it. My enemies, I keep friends. Cause when I want them, I'm God, we can take a rock bottom. Rabbit fire, it's universe higher. Hit man for hire, blow the world like a lot. Why mock Cuban connection? Flexing, rallying, sipping crystal by the gallon. Queen stallion, no doubt. Ice down medallion, what's it all about? Ice down medallions, Cuban connection. Flexing, rallying, sipping donkey by the gallon. Queen stallion, no doubt. Ice down medallion, what's it all about? Ice down medallion, same shit. Holding it down, my gun spin, come I deal with. Grab a 540 with 10, yo nice. Hold a strip up on the hill in the brick. Flush the golden kid. Wisdom, knowledge, still living, understand what I'm giving. A wild life to living while we all driven. To sell drugs, young black thugs, and take slugs. Most invincible, getting money's a principle. Every day's an interview. You know who I'm talking to, the best chosen. Laying on 45th and coldest, selling drugs to the morning. Swiffer than my opponents, fuck around and catch a bonus. One love to Ryan Owens, when you died, I wasn't holding. And ever since that day, I walk around, double posted. With two hosts, one in poses. Whatever closes, a die like your man in the black testimosa. Fuck don't give a fuck, I'm taking over. My Cuban connection, flexing, rallying, sipping crystal by the gallon. Queen stallion, ice down the gallons. Ice down the gallons. Cuban connection, flexing, rallying, sipping donkey by the gallon. Queen stallion, no doubt. Ice down the gallon, what's it all about? Ice down the gallon, stop that. Oh, God damn it, I'm here, man. Thank <laughs> you.
tonight, and I did a million podcasts and a million interviews in my time, but this this was definitely dope. The energy here was like the best I've ever been in. Word. Yeah. 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 Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.